0: You're listening to Faith at Work. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Faith at Work. I'm Carl Grant. And today's podcast will feature the 2004 high-tech prayer breakfast in the DC metro area where April Young was a speaker. Lord, I would ask you that may the words of my mouth and the inspiration of my spirit be acceptable to you, O Lord. I would also ask your forbearance. As a number of you know, we've experienced a personal tragedy. Uh, my sister-in-law died of cancer uh, early this morning after a very short but brave illness, so if I lose it from time to time, you'll, you'll understand why. But let me start with a little bit of humor. When Carl uh, Grant first asked me to be here today, uh, I had been on vacation. I came home, picked up my voicemail. You know, you know the drill. Um, and there was this call from Carl saying, "Would you, would I be willing to give a testimony?" And I said, I, "I don't have time to think about this now. I just have to get caught up." So I made an appointment with the Lord, which is sort of the way I do things. It was Tuesday night. And I said, "Okay, Lord, I got to make this decision. I know that they're, you know, they need an answer." So we'll talk about it in the morning. Well, I open up. <laughs> I do a daily uh, a daily Bible study, and I open up Luke twelve, verse four, and in Luke. Uh, 12, Jesus is encouraging his disciples. It's about to be the time that uh, they are going to be going through a lot of trial, and he's encouraging them against hypocrisy. And he said, I have a, I, I've been reading uh, in a new translation called The Message that some of you may know, which is a very contemporary tra- uh, translation, so I'll quote from that. He says, Jesus says, you can keep your true self, you can't keep your true self hidden forever. Before long, you'll be exposed. Ooh don't be bluffed into silence by religious bullies, Carl. What can they do for you? (laughs) What can they do to you? They can kill you. But then what can they do? There's nothing they can do to your soul, um, your core being. Um, Save your fear for God, who holds your entire life, body and soul, in his hands. In a more traditional um, translation, it says, who can cast you into hell or Gehenna. Now, this is pretty clear. Okay, Lord, so I got it. Okay, I got to show up there. It's fine. But what am I going to say? So I'm reading along. Not two verses later, it says, when they drag you into their meeting places, the Ritz, duh, (laughs) don't worry about defending yourselves what you'll say or how you'll say it. The right words will be there. The Holy Spirit will give you the right words when the time comes. So I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I got it. You know, I don't need a burning bush here in my bedroom. I got it. So it seemed pretty clear I had to do it. So I called up Carl. I said, I'm doing this. Well, a few days later, I'm telling Hooks Johnson, who's also, as many of you know, been very active in in the ministry, about this. And Hooks, in his wonderful, quiet way, sort of listens to me, uh, you know, dribbling on about it. And he says it would still be good to prepare. (laughs) Okay, so let me be serious for a minute. So while I trust God has and will guide me this morning, I want to use that experience, the the partnership between God's promise um, and, and our active faith as a point of departure. Essentially, my faith journey has been one of deciding to listen to God to trust the essential and eternal truth of his word, and to be obedient to his guidance. In past years, those of you who've been here have heard eloquent, brilliantly thoughtful, think Philip Merritt, um, and heartrending testimonies. Uh, some of you, I'm sure, were here last year when Kim Cook talked about his moment of, of blackness. Mine is none of those. It is simply one of grace. A life healed, reshaped, and blessed by the love of Christ Jesus. <laughs> I was reborn, if you will, in about 1980, through the grace of God, the love of a friend, and the faithfulness of a, of a gifted pastor. My life was in turmoil. Um, I was deeply depressed. I really had no idea where I was going or how I was going to get there. My dear friend, Phil Simon, a Jewish believer, dragged me to church. And I mean dragged me. He, we were running together in the mornings, and he said, you, you, you need to go to church with me. You need to come to church. Oh, yeah, right. Well, one day I went with him, and Pastor Ian Chapman um, of the Third Baptist Church in St. Louis ended his sermon with a simple paraphrase of Jeremiah 29:11. Many of you will know it. God has a plan for your life a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and future and a future. I found myself weeping, but had no idea. I believe, for I believed he had a plan for me. I, 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 I longed for it, but I had no idea how to discover it. That morning I asked God to show me the plan. It was the beginning of a new life. Oddly enough, my first outward action was to begin tithing, um, 10% off the top. The Bible teaches this. I was asking Linda Alakuto this morning, because I, I couldn't find it last night when I was looking up. Matthew um, 8 says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And in my case, that was clearly true. Um, so I began to tithe at that time. Tithing became the most outward sign of my new covenant. Um, and God was faithful and more. Um, jobs appeared. Um, I, I got my job at the Economic Development Authority in Fairfax County out of an ad in the Wall Street Journal. I mean, nobody gets anything out of the ads in the Wall Street Journal. It's not possible. Um, you know, you're, you and your 2,000 closest friends have applied. There was always enough money, although Bob and I are not wealthy by, by Northern Virginia standards anyway. Um, we certainly have abundance. Um, Moreover, we have the joy of supporting our church um, and a wide range of ministries, as a number of you know. The directors of two of these, actually one was supposed to be here, one uh, is not, Facets, which many of you know, and Five Talents are here today supporting me. Thank you, guys. Um, Other disciplines have come much harder. (laughs) Taming my tongue is one that some of you are familiar with. Um, But I continue to work on it, and the good news is that God forgives me. God is there working with me when I fall. And through all of this, I have been blessed beyond measure. My husband and child, um, wonderful professional opportunities. Stacey Carlson is here this morning. She picked me out of, the to- of breakfast at the Tower Club and turned me into a banker. What? I wasn't a banker. I was a public policy person. Um, an enormous wealth of family and friends. So I'm, I'm enormously blessed and have been blessed by the Lord in many ways. Let me try very quickly to summarize what I would tell you are the three tenets of the essence of my faith. First and foremost, I am loved. I am a person who who struggled, was tortured by my essential unlovableness until I was 30. Um, I know that the Almighty God loves me. He has formed me in His image. And I am promised, I am called to spend eternity with him. Secondly, I have a contract with God. My friend Linda Alacuto who's here, one morning we were doing a little Bible study, and she held up her Bible and he said, she said, you're a banker. You know what a contract is. This is God's contract with mankind and with you. And in it is everything I need to know. In this contract, not only are the rules and conditions for living an abundant life in this world, my favorite is First Peter 4, 7, measure all things by love. How hard is that? It's not about what you eat, or what you drink, or it's about measuring each day how you act in love. But also, and this is particularly relevant this morning, I know where I'm going. I am not afraid of death. I will grieve. I will grieve for my sister-in-law. She was a wonderful person. She leaves children. She leaves husbands. She leaves a mother who will will never recover. But I know she's in a better place. She is, she is with my Savior, and I'm looking forward to seeing her. We can live with joy in this life, and knowing that we are going to, um, we needn't fear death. Finally, and this is particularly um, important to a, binor, uh, to a banker. We have what is known in, in the banking business as remedies. That means how you get out of it when you fall down. This is an important thing. If you're, if you're going to get a loan, remember this. The um, Bible says, Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It is a given of the human condition. But we are promised <clears throat> that if we repent of our sin, we are forgiven and made whole at least made new. New. My favorite bumper sticker is, has always been and continues to be, Christians are not perfect, just forgiven. Given my driving, that's an important thing. <laughs> what an amazing God we serve. So what does it take to be a signatory to this contract? You must make a choice. Joshua twenty four fifteen says, choose this day whom you will serve. But for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Choose this day. For some reason, what kept going through my head this morning was, come on in, the water's fine. Thanks. Amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of Faith at Work. We hope you enjoyed it. I'm Carl Grant. Please follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash faith at work radio. And for more information on the high-tech prayer breakfast, please visit www.hightechprayerbreakfast.org. You have been listening to Faith At Work with Carl Grant.